just about everybody likes to spend a little bit of time in the great outdoors. And then some people, they like to spend a lot of time. And then there's Catherine King and her husband, Wayne Adams. We came out into the wilderness with nothing, <laughs> and we're still here 24 years later and have created everything that we have here. There's a real practical thinking to be able to do this. And we both are very active people and want to do things we want to enjoy doing. Since 1992, this couple has been living out in the wilderness on their own. And believe it or not, that's probably the least interesting thing there is to say about them. What most people want to talk about is their home. We have been told by people who have visited us from all over the planet that it is unique. They've never seen anything like it. Now, Catherine and Wayne's house, if you can even call it a house, it's honestly pretty hard to describe. It's more like a complex. There's a dozen different buildings, including art studios, multiple greenhouses. They even have a candle factory. Everything is connected, and it's all built by hand without a single blueprint. They found a solution for every problem, from running water to growing their own food. Oh, and one more thing. Everything is floating. Absolutely everything is floating. Yes. That's right. Catherine and Wayne built a floating island. This is the story about how one couple made the jump from life in an average apartment to a house where they catch their dinner through a hole in the living room floor. I'm Drew Beebe, and this is Great Big Story. Each week, we'll take you on a journey with an incredible true story. Today, we'll hear from producer Samantha Stamler. She traveled to the floating home off the coast of Vancouver Island in Canada. This part of Canada has some of the most breathtaking views I've ever seen. It is full of lush greenery and the sounds of wildlife. Catherine and Wayne's little piece of the world is known as Freedom Cove, and getting there was not easy. They are 10 miles from the nearest town, but you can't get there by car. So we arrived by boat. Hi, Wayne. We made it. <laughs> We were greeted by Wayne, Catherine, and their two chihuahuas. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm great. We're finally here. Probably tired. You know what? We have a whole new burst of energy. This place is so beautiful. How could you not? Catherine is in her early 60s. She is kind and thoughtful. She's a dancer and a yogi and has a thin frame, but long, thick, dark hair with these wispy gray streaks. Wayne, who is a few years older, looks like a true outdoorsman, but one that sports a thick white mustache and a newsboy cap. He often mumbled through his thoughts, but I appreciated his easygoing nature. Catherine and Wayne's home is like a page out of a Dr. Seuss book. The first thing you notice is that the entire island is painted magenta with a dark turquoise trim. From their dock, two giant whale ribs open to a web of pathways lined with netting, tarps, and potted plants. A dozen wooden buildings are scattered throughout the entire complex, everything from these small storage sheds to larger cabins. And everything is built on a base made up of 41 interconnected platforms. 
In most areas, you're walking on metal grates. You can actually see the water down below. Altogether, this place is surprisingly big. To put it in city terms, it's about the size of two city lots. It's about 500 tons, a million pounds that I'm flowing. It's attached to shore with long lines, and those long lines all have heavy weights on them, chain. And I'm floating freely on the ocean with it. And they've packed a lot into this space. We have different areas in our home where we do different things. We have our main living house. Which includes your typical rooms, a kitchen, a living room, a dining area. A small waterfall is what provides us with our water. And they actually have a working bathroom. We have a floating tank. Over six months, we tow it out. And it's a very simple system. And being artists, they have plenty of space to do their artwork. We have the gallery area. We have the dance floor. They have two garages for their boats. They have a lighthouse building. And they have six solar panels. But what was most impressive of all was the sheer number of plants and winding gardens all over the island. Try and create a little divots for leaks. That helps them uh, stay blanched at the bottom. We have four greenhouses. The garden area really takes over the whole system. There are many sections with many different garden areas, and I have mixed both decorative plants as well as edible plants all in with each other. And yeah, maybe I'll pick these guys. What are you picking? Lettuce. I can't believe you can pick this much and then there's just always enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I have thousands of plants. (laughs) Because they are so isolated, Catherine and Wayne have to be almost entirely self-sufficient. They can go into town for some special ingredients, but they otherwise grow all of their own food. Living out here, you can't just get instant anything. So we can't just order a pizza. We have to make it ourselves. (laughs) We can't just go to the corner store and get something quickly. And while Catherine manages all of the gardening, Wayne handles the fishing. Well, you know, fishing is big for me, and I'm able to do that. It's the richest biomass on Earth. I have six species of cod, halibut, salmon, and it's just a phenomenal place. I just can get in my canoe and paddle out in 10 minutes so I can catch a fish. But when it's windy and too rough out there, I can just lay on the couch and fish out of the house. <laughs> He's not kidding. Wayne is actually sitting on his couch watching tennis with his fishing line dangling through a large hole in the floor. Got a fish playing on it. I was able to scrounge up some plexiglass from the Victoria Hockey Rink. I made a clear glass floor so that we can see the, as Catherine says, the ocean channel. And I can also lift the glass up and fish out of it. And their house is never really finished. They started 24 years ago, and it's constantly growing and changing and evolving. One question that I kept asking myself was why? Why would they go to these extremes to live in nature? A cabin in the woods is one thing, A floating island house built from scratch is on a whole nother level. 
more of the story of Wayne and Catherine, the couple that survived raging storms, harsh Canadian winters, and probably most impressively, each other. Right after this. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. Celebrities of all kinds are speaking publicly about their therapeutic trips, so to speak. It turns out there is a burgeoning industry ready to serve the new influx of people who find themselves turning away from traditional mental health therapy. The gap between what we know and what we don't about psychedelic therapy. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. We're back with Greepig Story producer Samantha Stamler. She's telling us a story of Catherine and Wayne, the couple that built their floating home off the coast of Vancouver Island, Canada. Catherine and Wayne didn't always live in the middle of nowhere. I had lived in the big city. I knew what that was like. I get kind of jangled up inside. I have to speed up. The noise starts to uh, get to me. And I find that it's easy for me to lose my center. So when their kids grew up, they moved to this small town on the coast of British Columbia called Tofino. But it still wasn't enough. I wanted to be a successful, wealthy artist, live in Tofino, have a studio in the wilderness. And then they came across this beautiful, isolated cove. The perfect spot to build their studio. And a storm actually blew in the wood. So Wayne said, well, I guess we're being given a sign that this is the time to begin. But building there presented some challenges. Frequent winter storms meant a high risk of falling trees. The land surrounding the cove belonged to the government, and they couldn't really afford to buy anything. I was hoping to make a lot more money as an artist. We could never buy real estate, so we had to make our own. So instead of putting it on land, they decided to put their studio on the water. What a fantastic opportunity to actually float somewhere on the ocean in a protected place and do a project. And being a wildlife artist, it was a great opportunity, a -a once-in-a-lifetime deal. I either kicked in and did it or I was never going to do it at all. So Wayne built this one-room studio on the shore, hauled it out to sea, and... Floated beautifully, but that was the first time I never built one. It was a dream for me to ever float. Catherine and Wayne loved their little floating studio. When you are floating, you're in nature, but you're not interfering with nature. Once I stop talking, uh, you're going to feel how quiet it is. That's Mm -hmm. one of the most alluring things you could have. They began to wonder what it would be like to live out in their studio full time. Out on the water, they'd still have to pay a small tax, but otherwise, they could live rent-free. So, with only $2,500 in the bank, they decided to make the move. By living there, the home really started to grow and expand to what it is today. Everything's done with a handsaw and hammer. No power tools. I know every board and nail by name. Uh, 250,000 pieces, I think, at this point. And it's hard work between the gardening, wood chopping, cleaning, cooking, and building repairs, and of course, still finding time for their artwork. There's no quick fix living out here. You have to do the work to get what you want if you want it. We get hurricane force winds in here in big storms. 
mostly because it's a narrow entrance into this cove, the wind rockets in and whips around and changes direction. So it can be pretty fierce. Even with these storms and winter temperatures that can drop to the single digits, the biggest challenge isn't always Mother Nature. The hardest part for me living in the wilderness is being away from family. I have learned to work with that, but if someone is struggling, that's particularly hard. So if my parents are ill, that would be the hardest sort of situation for me. My brother said the first time he came to visit, could you have moved any further away? (laughs) And other than missing family, there's the usual couple stuff. I, on occasion, have different opinions than Wayne does about where I would like things or how I would like things, and we do have to discuss that. (laughs) And I want to incorporate what her needs are in the building and being able to know what her wants and needs are as a partner and come up with that. And yeah, we have to discuss it. After spending some time with Catherine and Wayne, I could tell their partnership was real and genuine. While they often work in tandem, they have each found their own ways to be happy. My passion is building. You have to really want to be active every day and do something for yourself that you think is worth doing. I'm a spiritual person. And so for me, over the 24 year period we've been here, the depth of my spirituality has grown. The depth of my connection with my inner self has grown. And that's what keeps me nourished. Wayne and Catherine have learned more than just how to survive out here. They've really learned to thrive. And they want to encourage others to follow in their footsteps. We're sharing the knowledge. It's free. Because we all did a little more and did things more independent. We'd all have a little more to share and prosper with and not depend just on the money. We can live uniquely, differently than anyone else on the planet. And I can't imagine living any other way. I feel completely fulfilled. (laughs) Oh, that's good, huh? (laughs) That's really nice. I'm working on it. I'm getting too old to be fulfilled, but I'm working on it. That was Great Big Story producer Samantha Stamler. Now, Sam visited Catherine and Wayne on the floating island back in 2016. So they're going on 29 years living on Freedom Cove. Things have changed a little. The lighthouse is gone, but they built a floating beach. And Wayne now has what he calls a man cave. Catherine's woman cave, currently under construction. Wayne and Catherine say that since the coronavirus pandemic, their lives haven't really changed much. They aren't really hosting visitors anymore, so Freedom Cove is as peaceful as ever. The Great Big Story podcast is a production of Great Big Story and CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Dave Yim and Samantha Stamler. Additional production by Andrew Lampard and Evan Chung. Francisco Monroy is our engineer. Raj Makija is our senior production manager. Our executive producers are Sadie Bass and Megan Marcus. Special thanks to Katie Hinman and Ashley Lusk. Courtney Koop is our vice president of digital productions. And Ashley Kodiani is our vice president of brand and digital strategy. You can see video of Catherine and Wayne's incredible floating house at greatbigstory.com. 
I'm Drew Beebe, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening.